0: Many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life, this is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? Hey everybody, welcome back, welcome, welcome. What an amazing turnaround it has been since the last time I was on the microphone. The last episode that I recorded, it was at the end of a really tough stretch and you know, I had talked a lot about my focus, how I had my focus on all the negative things that were going on in this world and how it brought about all that in my my perceptions and interactions with people. And I made a vow at the end of that period that I was not going to focus on all these negative things that were going on out there. And I'm definitely not going to focus on that in this episode at all. I'm going to focus on the turnaround that's happened in the last couple of days. Um, it, it's been amazing. It's been amazing to witness this shift that's happened in my own observations um, of what I've wanted to have come up in my field of vision. Uh, you know, in that last episode, I really hung on to the fact that that I had all these negative things come up and and you know this episode's not going to be about that. So stay with me. You know, I realize that I have gotten a bit cynical and and viewed a lot of negative stuff lately. And it's kind of hard because that's all that's being thrown at us right now. Um, whether it's the stuff we're paying attention to or the things in our lives, a lot of us don't just have that really good flow of things going that we, we had months ago. And because of my observations, you know, certain things were coming to me and I'm going to acknowledge that, that I've needed to change that. And I've made a solid change of that ever since, you know, that was where I chose to put my field of vision. And I've chosen since then to put it somewhere else. And what a game changer, um, you know, instead of focusing on the negative and unpleasant things and unpleasant people, I spent the week purposely talking to amazing people. Um, I, I've I've had a lot of uh, conversations and interviews and, and side conversations that I have either put on hold or said, you know, I'm too busy. I'll meet with you another time. And you know, because of how last week went, I purposely. Opened up my schedule to either have some person-to-person or video chats, or, or some pretty lengthy, um, you know, Facebook message-type chats with people, just to get into that that deep dive-type stuff. And and what a huge game changer it's been since I've allowed that to come in instead. And I knew once those conversations started with certain people, it was going to be some of those high-vibe type conversations about consciousness and manifestation and. Positivity and law of attraction, and and you know, wow, it's just, it's been where my entire past few days have gone, and you know, I really want to share with everybody what I've I've really um, come across, but some of the stuff I've learned about, um, you know, consciousness and the levels of of our awakening and stuff like that that can happen, um, you know, how we can make some major shifts and bring the experiences that we actually want into our lives, and that was so important after last week because. That was not stuff that I wanted to bring into my life. And I'm sure if anybody else is in a similar situation, you're thinking to yourself, I could use some of that. I could use some of that recipe to bring some of the good stuff into my life. You know, the science behind creation and the science behind what brings things to us is key. You know, it's the key in the movies like The Secret, really. You know, and the, the keys of philosophers in ancient times and also modern times You know, I feel like they they don't point a direct way. There's a lot of great philosophies and talk in like the movie uh, movies like The Secret and all these famous books and quotes and philosophers, but it's really the the actual fundamental portion that I think gets left out so often is it's the inner state that brings it to you. And to understand how it all ties together, you need to know what that map looks like, the map of consciousness, and where you fall in it at, at a certain specific time. I feel like it's so important to relate the concepts shared through science and philosophy so you can kind of relate some of, you know, sound basis of knowledge into your life and how your reality may unfold based on those circumstances. I mean, you understand how to keep your body fit, right? I mean, when when you learn about diet and exercise, it helps you keep yourself in a much more fit state. When you learn what certain exercises you can do and how to do them right? And which ones you apply to the certain goals that you you want, it makes you more efficient. And especially like with your diet. I mean, both of those things can go hand in hand. And the more you know about them, the more it brings about the results that you're looking for. So I feel like the same thing can be said about consciousness. You know, if you know... There are more levels out there that there even are levels. I think that's one of the biggest things that I'll talk about today is that there's levels of consciousness. You know, I mean, I mean, you can look at your your dog and it has a different level of consciousness than you. But even us as people, we have these levels of consciousness that really I I, I knew about them, but until I discussed them this week with a few people, I, I didn't grab the concepts as well as I have them right now. And it's such an exciting thing to share. It really is. But when you when you grasp the science behind some of those concepts, you know, first discovering there's levels, but then understanding some of the science that might be behind those philosophical levels as well, and seeing that they both point you in a direction that they correlate with each other. It's it's just the what ifs that come out of that are amazing. You know, we're all at different levels of consciousness. All of us in this world, we are all on different points of the spectrum. And to typecast anyone into any single level is nearly impossible since it's more of like a spectrum. You know, it's not a definitive little compartments and lines drawn in the sand of consciousness. You know, there's there's four basic levels from the in the beginning of it. There's They say there's four different levels. And, you know, it's not like if you're level one, you're there. And if you're in level two, you're there. You know, you, you can backslide. You, you don't fit into those compartments all the time or every part of you doesn't fit into those those different levels as well. You know, you can operate certain parts of your awareness in one and you can operate certain parts of your awareness in level 2, you know, if you're in that sort of area. It's like a light spectrum, like with, with the rainbow, like the visible light spectrum that we see in a rainbow. It's there's no definitive lines between where red ends and orange begins, you know, they They kind of meld into each other. And the same goes for everybody's consciousness. You know, you don't just graduate from one level to the next, but you definitely can be somewhere in a higher spectrum than other people who might be in sort of a base level. And I feel like before you really are able to get a handle on it all, before you're really able to start to handle yourself, the things you want and you know, all the things that you're thinking about, you have to... Really get a handle on yourself. You need to get a handle on these concepts. You know, what you're manifesting into your life will come from your levels of consciousness and the levels of awareness that you have regarding those. So you need to understand where you are and where you potentially have the place to go to to really take a hold of the steering wheel on these potential powers that you possess. You know, so many people in this world, and you know, I'm totally going to sound a bit judgy on this one, I know. Um, and I'm aware that it's judgy, so, uh, but I also feel it's pretty true that there's a lot of people in this world who are just at the level one consciousness and they likely will not progress. A lot of people are stuck in their ways. You know, they do things that are bad for themselves, bad for the environment, bad for everything all around. They're bad for each other. They, they don't act well, they don't treat each other well. And Then they wonder why bad stuff comes back on them, why they have lack and unpleasant experiences. You know, that's the only thing that they constantly observe in their life. And many people will not change because they're not willing to. They're too rooted in their old ways, their old world. They don't know how to change. They honestly, maybe some of them can't handle that change. You know, whether it means how they get along with their spouse or how they look at their physical health, how much money they make, how they they interact and treat their kids, Many don't want to make advancements, and the same goes for their consciousness. You know, if you want to advance, the gap is pretty small between some of the levels. You know, the gap between two levels is, is very minimal. And if you're in level one right now, and you're wondering when you get to level two, how do you get there? I bet you'll be on the doorstep of level two by the time you get to the end of this podcast, or you'll be pretty close. So what I learned was, you know, level one is this stage that we all have to start at. So, I mean, I've gotten some of this from some amazing conversations that I had this week and I'm trying to remember because some of these were so in-depth, several hours long with so many concepts thrown in. You know, I leave and my mind is spinning and I'm trying to, to journal some of these things and write down some of these concepts and then look into them a little bit more so I'm going to do my best to bring these to you, and I definitely have a lot more research to go. Um, but this does go along with some of the stuff that I've learned already. So uh, you know, I'm just excited to share what it was that I really come into my awareness this week. Um, so this, this first stage that many of that the majority of the world is in before they do you know, any progression, this level one stage, um, it's where we all have to start at. It's the place where we learn about the world around us. We learn about the culture that we are around. You know, We learn how to love people. We learn how to hate people. We learn how to dislike certain things like classes and races and religion. It's all the things that we're fed throughout our time on this world. It's, how we, it's where we learn to walk. It's where we learn to talk. It's the culture that, that is brought into our awareness and it teaches us everything about the world that's around us. And sometimes that's all we learn. We let the culture, we let the world around us define who we are, what we're going to be, what's right and what's wrong, what places we're supposed to fit into in this world, and stay in those compartments. It's amazing because one of the things that I talked about in one of these conversations was that there's there's even words that are in our language now that don't exist in other cultures they don't exist in other languages that there's there's uh, there's a culture out there i couldn't exactly remember which one it was but they they don't have words for certain emotions that we have that we have sadness they don't have a word for sadness and the closest thing to a word that would define sadness is the one that comes up when they don't feel good when they don't feel when they feel ill they have a cold or a flu that's the closest they have for sadness that they just don't have Sadness and depression, even in their language. Therefore, it's not even in their field of awareness. It's just something that they, it's an emotion that they almost just can't define. They just define it as sick and they just define it as ill. And even some cultures don't have words for certain colors. You know, like there's there's some cultures that don't know of, uh, they, they can't define the color blue. They really can't see it. When you put it on a screen with other colors, they don't really see those those certain colors, and I found that absolutely amazing because they don't have a word to define it yet. They have words to define other colors, like multiple words to define the color red or the color green. They have so many different words that'll that'll define those colors, but other ones that they, they don't even have words to desc- to describe ones like blue. Well, like in that level one, you learn to embrace you know, that's where you learn to embrace religion, your parents, you know, what a marriage looks like or what it doesn't look like. I mean, it depends on your atmosphere that you're brought up in. You learn how to act as a person from those around you, or you learn how not to act. Sometimes, you know, whatever you perceive it as as an example to be or not to be, um, you know, that's what defines the world around us. Meaning we let the world define us. We let the outside world define us. And some of us never break away from that. That is just how we exist our entire lives because we don't know anything different. And sometimes and all too often, that person that the outside world defines us as is something we eventually don't like. I can speak for myself. I let a certain career path, a certain, uh, you know, normal demographic of people that I worked around and hung around with Define who I was and eventually I had discord with that because it wasn't true from the start but eventually as I started to awaken to more of these things, I did not like the person that was being defined by how other people's views of how that type of person needed to fit into society. The next level up from that one is obviously level two, three, and four. You know, Level two just up from level one says that that's when we wake up and choose the world we want to live in. We define the world around us. We start to observe it in the way that we want to see it. And that stage is an amazing place because you start to choose the experiences that you want for the first time in your life. And when you choose that experience and it comes to you like like it's magic, it's amazing, and you see a whole new level of excitement in yourself, you'll see a whole new level of excitement in people. Some of the people that I'm coaching, I'm sharing these concepts with, and week to week they come back to me with a new level of perception on whatever it is we were working on for that week and the level of excitement that you see start to build in people as they put their focus on something and then it comes to them and then they report back to you like, oh my God, I, I, I opened my eyes to this and this is what happened and my life's improving in that area. Like, wow. But all it took was them to change their perception on the fact that if they look at that with the intent to improve it, it can happen. And it usually does. Most of the time it does. Especially, I mean, I want to say 100% of the time it does when you actually embody everything. When you follow the recipe to the T, it shows up for you. And it's amazing because the only thing that really changes is your mindset. The only thing that changes is your perception, how you see the world. You know, most of us have seen the movie The Matrix and how that parallels a lot of spiritual awakening. You know, a lot of people in in... The positive world, the the world of self-improvement, always talk about the Matrix in some way, shape, or form. And I'm by no means one of those people who goes a little bit off the rails and talks about how we live in a simulation. I've heard a lot of those kinds of things. There's a lot of scientists that bring up the what-ifs if we're living in a simulation and all that. I'm not going that road. But that that film, the original Matrix, I'm not talking about the sequels. Those are a different story. But the film of the original Matrix it, it, it's riddled with religious and philosophical and consciousness-related concepts. You know, from the names of some of the characters and the ships and the cities, all the way down to, like, the little sign that's over the Oracle's doorway. Um, she points to it a couple times in, in several of the films, and it says, um, Tame noce, which means in Latin, know thyself. And he, Neo had to, to figure out who he was before he could actually become... Something more. You know, he couldn't define moving on. He couldn't even figure out that there was another level. He couldn't get to that other level until he knew who he was deep down inside. And that's kind of like what that transition is from the level one to level two. That the level one, you don't really know who you are because the world has defined who you are. And when you get to level two, that's when you start to redefine everything because you look at it all differently. That's the awakening level. You know, that movie was one of my favorites when it came out. Definitely on one of my, probably still on my top five today. You know, and you look back at it and it was really cool for its action and cutting edge technology and all that kind of stuff. But later on in life, I realized how symbolic that movie really was when you took a look at it and you compare it to the stages of waking up and the greater means of, you know, definitions of, of consciousness. When you start to get uncomfortable in your life and you can't figure out why, you know, you, you you have everything that people might want. I can speak to that from my own perspectives in life where you have the, the relationship, the house, the cars, the job, like all the things that you set out to get, you have them and things are going great for you and you still can't figure out what it is that you're missing. And so you start digging like I did because there's there's a nagging. There's that nagging that sits there, that urge to find out something more in your life. And sometimes people don't realize that it's it's an inner thing that you're missing so they'll they'll go for more vices like a uh, newer car you know more money that that midlife crisis is often what i attribute that whole process to you don't realize that you've sort of lost your way or you want to define a new version of self you fill that void in with stuff or people or places like you try to fill it in with outside things when all along it's not what's on the outside the problem is is that they're in that level 1 consciousness and they don't even know that they need to look for a level 2 because they don't even know there are levels i mean what would a fish say if you asked it what the water how the water was you know what the water felt like it would say what water it doesn't know and a lot of us are just that fish just in the water. We don't know that there's more to the existence around us. We're living in this, this, what it is, you know, not knowing that there may be more to reality than what we have always perceived. So then we start searching. Oftentimes it starts with religion, which I feel is kind of like another layer to keep us from actual progression. You know, I don't want to go there because religion does benefit a lot of people. You know, I really don't like to talk down about people's um, religions, and especially religion, is a passion in a lot of people's life. They invest a lot into it. They feel really strongly about it, and that's fine. Um, but still, I feel like religion te- te- teaches you to keep on looking to an outside source. You know, and in some religions, it's one that's very judging, and it's very separate. It's something you're always praying to and asking stuff to come from it and asking it to do things for you. That outside source is always the thing that needs to save you. When the whole time, the perspective is the real thing that has to change to bring about the real advancement in your life, not something else to help you along, not something else to grant your wishes. It's just that realization that you have the ability to bring to you the things that you're asking something on the outside for. So back to the levels, when you realize that there is more, that the you that you defined yourself and identify with right now is not the one that's necessarily true to you deep down to your core and you question that and you start to analyze that then you start to figure out that you can start to happen to the world instead of the world happening to you that's where it all changes that's that's the point where everything in your entire life starts to change in a way that I can't describe to you you have to experience it for yourself you know and, and to be honest these levels that someone created these are just concepts and categories that someone else has defined i mean this this is as structured as the world you've been brought up in it's as structured as what it calls level 1 you know the problem is is the world most of us are brought up in the one that we most of the time for almost all of our lives stay in only has one level that world is just one level this one has several. So whatever they define them, it's great, but it brings you up above that one level. Maybe as many as you can define. Once you level up, maybe there's a point where you just get to a point and you're the one who defines more levels beyond the four. I mean, I'll bring up one fascinating fact that I learned the other day. You know, the science behind all this stuff is is really what solidifies it for me. I tell people all the time, I totally geek out on this stuff. Um, I listen to some of the most absolutely what would probably be boring to other people and even sometimes um, I have to listen to it several times because it's so rich with data and stuff that I'm not classically trained in. Um, It takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to comprehend a lot of it and sometimes my wife just goes cross-eyed listening to it and you know she says I'm not really into this right now and I, I don't blame her but the science really is what solidifies a lot of this stuff for me because I have a very analytical mind. I investigate things beyond a reasonable doubt because that's what I've been trained to do. That's that's how I operate. It's how I discover things and accept them into my reality as truth or not. I've talked on recent episodes about what scientists at the Large Hadron Collider have discovered about the smallest measurable length in existence, the Planck length, and how down at that really unimaginably small scale, which if you actually haven't heard me describe it before, it's it's... It's mind-boggling. It's like trying to figure out how big the universe is. You know, some say it's infinite. Um, And the same thing with goes in the the opposite direction. You know, when you we talk about things that are like galaxies and universe and stuff, that's the macro. And when you talk about things on the smaller scale, when you go in the small direction, it's the micro. Um, The Planck length is almost as mind-bogglingly small as the universe is big. And if you haven't heard me describe it before, it's basically the the size comparison of the Planck length. It's like taking a particle of clay, which is, is smaller than a grain of silt. A grain of clay is smaller than a grain of silt. And a grain of silt is smaller than a grain of sand. So we're talking a really, really small particle that we can actually see with the human eye, but it's so super small. If you took that grain of clay and blew it up to the size of the entire observable universe, the entire cosmos the Planck length in comparison to that huge grain of clay it's the size of the universe would be the size of a grain of clay. So the Planck length is to a grain of clay what the size difference is between the observable universe and the grain of clay that we can see right now. That's the size difference. That's how small the Planck length is compared to a grain of clay. It's so small, it's almost like we can't even comprehend it. And at that scale... There's nothing. There's, there's no particles. There's nothing that's an actual structured particle that exists. It's, there's no structure. There's, there's no quarks. There's no electrons. There's, there's nothing but a field that moves in and out of existence like a turbulent foam of vibration. And things come in and out of existence in that foam all the time. They have little fields that pop up and they just show up and disappear. And if something with enough energy... Excites that field, it then turns into something. And some of the fundamental particles that come out of that are bosons and fermions and a few others. That makes up the smaller portions of bigger particles that we're familiar with, like quarks and electrons and so on, all the way up to atoms and cells and everything else that goes upward and starts to actually become recognizable. Now, if things at that small level are just made up of a vibration, at that very basic beginning level of existence, it's just vibration. And our thoughts are nothing but levels of vibration as well. Then who says that the theories behind what you resist persists or, you know, the opposite of that, asking it is given, you know, what you think and speak and obsess about is something that your your mind is focusing on, some sort of a vibration is focusing on that thing And when you feel what it's like for that circumstance or that thing in your life to show up, when you can feel it right down deep to your bones, that is your dominant vibration. You are, you know, people can say you're negative, you're positive. Those are forms of vibration as well. So if you can embody that thing that you want and it's there so strong and so deep, things in your life just start to step into your path and it's almost like magic. You have to wonder what makes that happen. Is it just your change of perception? Like you're focused so much on a goal that you only focus on the things that pop up. It's kind of like when you want to buy a new car and you decide you want that car and now all of a sudden you see him on the highway all over the place. Is that what happens instead? Is it not some whimsical thing where your your mind is vibration and you control reality and all that? Is it just your change of perception? Is it just that you're so focused on a goal that you only focus on the things that are going to get you there? Is it law of attraction? Is its it... Is it change of perception, who knows? We're still trying to figure all that stuff out. All I know is once I discovered that there were more levels to the game, nothing for me has stayed the same. Literally everything surprises me almost every single day. But again, really, everything surprises me, but nothing does at all after I think about it because I've seen it happen to me over and over, including the last week that, you know, the last week sucked for me. But my focus changed and it immediately got better. My focus of the things that I wanted to have show up in my life completely changed. And therefore, everything that I wanted to have come toward me did. And the things I didn't want, they disappeared. So when we look at the levels of this, level one, you know, we talk about it today. We talk about the world around you, the you know, the world you were given. And you spent all this time discovering and, and letting it define you. You know, what you did, what happened to you, what role you were going to play, all the rules of the game, all that stuff, you've spent all that time in there. There is this, this level two that we're going to talk about in the next episode. We're really going to just focus on this concept that there is some levels. I mean, that's, that's enough for some people to just wrap their brain around for a bit. In the next episode, we'll talk about that level two, which is the actual awakening process, the process of choosing the world that you want to create. And from there, it just gets more and more interesting like the next level up from that one is after you've kind of gotten to that awakening process, you define the new world that's going to emerge for you out of that. And when you choose what you want to see, from there you enter the highest level of creating anything that you can set your mind on. I mean, these concepts are just some of these little things that I've known about for a while. But like I said, these conversations I had this week and some of the info that I've gotten out of them, just to hear them live, like face-to-face, or even Zoom to Zoom, but whatever ways that I've had these conversations, just diving deep into this stuff and bouncing these concepts, the knowledge that some of the things that I had of the Tao Te Ching and some of the things that I had on entanglement, I mean, so much came up in these conversations. It would take me hours uh, to turn it into an episode, but I learned that I attracted those things this week as opposed to those negative interactions that I had that I talked about in the last episode the lesson I learned out of the whole set of circumstances is it all can turn around if you just change your perception, if you change your focus from things of coronaviruses and conspiracies to getting back on track with creating a world that's purposeful and one that just has so many surprises and layers that you just don't know about. Just learning about some of these concepts and pondering the what-ifs that are behind them. I don't know how you can't be excited with what could maybe come out of this? What could come out of shifting your, percep- your perception on your life? What could bubble up out of this? What sort of things are you going to discover about yourself that you never knew? What sort of things are you going to discover about the world around you that you never knew? I'm amazed with this stuff. It's one that's purposeful. It's one that I'm I'm happening to instead of it happening to me. Um, and I tell you, it does. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't embody this stuff who will tell you that it, it doesn't make a world of difference in every single aspect of your life every relationship every goal that you set every job that you embark on every single thing that you want to do everything just has a completely different look to them right everybody I'm going to leave you with just that about amount of info for now but definitely I'll mark uh, whatever I title this episode I haven't decided yet um, but whenever I mark the next one I will call it like a level two we'll talk about just level one today and maybe dabble into a little bit more of what the level one info was but I'm still trying to remember a lot of the stuff that we talked about is amazing stuff um, level two though I mean that's really uh, you know I think most of you by the time this episode's over you know sitting and thinking about it which you know by the way I, I mentioned that in the first few episodes but the reason why I chose soul rising why I play his songs at the end of every episode is um, is because this is the kind of music I put on when I'm concentrating at work, when I'm just getting things done, when I'm sitting down and writing and I'm, I'm accomplishing things. Um, for some reason, the music, is just, it's a high vibe stuff. Everybody who's told me that they've created Spotify lists and downloaded the music has told me the same thing. Like, wow, it's been a game changer. I play it all the time, whether I'm, I'm concentrating or relaxing. and I play at the end of the episodes so that you can take the information that I talk about and just kind of process it before you move on to your next thing. You know, if you're on your commute, which none of us are really on lately, but when things go back to normal and you're on a commute and you're listening to this episode, you know, you'll have that, that music at the end that, you know, it gets you to kind of reflect. It has It's a, a nice soft opportunity for you to think about the concepts we're talking about before you move on to whatever comes up next in your day, whether it's another episode or you're pulling into your parking spot at work and you've got to deal with whatever's being thrown your way. Hopefully, at the end of this episode, your perceptions changed a little bit to know there's some levels of the game that you don't know about. And you got to come back and check out how the rest of those things might shake out or start digging into this stuff on your own. Because um, when you can happen to life instead of it happening to you, everything changes. All right, so I'm looking for a song here to play from Soul Rising. I've got a few on my list that I want to play. I thought the title of this one was perfect. This one's called World of Illusion. And this one's off the Chill Out Sessions from 2016. Until next time, go change all your perceptions to positive ones. View what you want to see come into your life. I'll see you next time. Keep living, everybody.